DJ and PK brought to you in part by Bill Bar. Whether it's double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia, or salted caramel, enjoy a Bill Bar. 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious. Order yours today at Built.com and save 10% off your order using the promo code ZONE at checkout. That's Built Bar. Time to welcome in Bill Bender right now, National College Football Writer for the Sporting News. He is here to talk about the title game, Georgia and Alabama. Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. How satisfying do you find it to have a rematch of the SEC title game basically a month later to decide the national title? Does it bug you at all, or it is what it is, and these are the two best teams, so live with it? I'm kind of on the latter. I mean, it's, it's you know, maybe it's not enticing to the entire country, but um, they are the two best teams. They are the two most talented teams. There's four and five star talent all over the place, and it's not like Cincinnati and Michigan didn't have a chance. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it'll be a fun game. I, I, I get, but I mean, I get why there's a call for expansion. It's just that college football's not like the NFL playoffs. They, it's still a regional sport at heart. It seems like I want to say that I expect Alabama in a blowout, but I hope not. Uh, what do you think? No, I think this one will be closer. I think Georgia kind of, there's some key injuries for um, Alabama, obviously, not having John Mechie in this matchup, not having some defensive backs. There's the revenge factor for Georgia. I mean, they, they looked angry against Michigan, don't you think? Um, so uh, I think they'll come ready to play, and I, I think it's going to add up to a game that's a little bit like the last time they played in the uh, college football championship, which was, you know, for all the complaints about two SEC teams then, it was one of the best games. We saw Alabama lose to Texas A&M, and we saw them escape against Auburn. They were so close to being beaten, not in the SEC title game, not in the playoff, but they escape. And then how does Nick Saban do it? Because the team that played in the SEC title game, the team that played in the semi, didn't look anything like the team that played in the rivalry game. Is it as easy as it was the rivalry game? I think so. And, uh, you know, I, Auburn was up for them. It was LSU had their chances. Arkansas had their chances. Um, you know, it, it, it it's going to be really tight in some ways. So, um <sighs> But then he turns around and, and, you know, obviously the blowout win against Georgia. Now he's a genius. and They just find a way to adapt. And they find a way to adapt, not just on the field, but with NIL, with the transfer portal, with everything that comes with that. Um, he's an amazing coach. And, you know, I know we all try to find imperfection in Alabama, but it's really hard to spot. I talked to you a little bit about Pac-12. George Kalofkoff obviously has been the commissioner now for uh, several months. And one of the things that I like him, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you listen to him, where he's basically addressing what the Pac-12 needs to do and acknowledging their problems, whereas maybe the predecessor wanted to paint everything as uh, sunshine all the time. So I don't know if they can do it. But at least I think it's a good start that he's willing to say, we've got problems A, B, and C, and here's what we need to do. Whether they can do it or not remains to be seen. But when you say it's a good idea to at least publicly acknowledge them and maybe that's where you can get going? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's a lot to that. And, you know, obviously, um, a long way to go. But, um, you know, college football is just, and not to get off on a tangent, but it's just, it's such a interesting sport to me it's um because we all want what's next you know and i know i'm sitting out of playoff 
the the playoff expansion meeting right now, right? So everybody wants to complain about four. So if we go to 12, what do you guys think will happen next? I think people will be calling for 16, and all of this is happening. And can, can you guys imagine that something like this happening during the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Like they were going to change the playoffs during the Super Bowl. <laughs> you don't want to take – like my point being that you, you don't want to take it away from the game. But, I mean, college football just works a little bit differently. It works a little bit differently, but we can't help but compare it to the NFL. And you just did, and that was funny. Obviously, if they go to 12, more teams are going to think they have a chance. But Alabama and Georgia – smoked people in the semis, so I think in a bigger playoff, they get buys, then they smoke people in the quarterfinals, then they smoke people in the semis, and we still end up in the same place. But maybe it entertains us in the same way that the Chargers and Raiders played a really entertaining Sunday night football game, and we don't think either one of them are going to win at all, but it was still entertaining. So is that the argument for the 12-team playoff? Maybe, and here's my point. So, we're the, the edge the NFL has on college football, and I and I do a little bit of NFL stuff for us too. I'm actually fleshing out wild card picks right now. Um, the they can sell any conference championship game, and we're going to eat it up. And I mean that by if Tampa Bay's playing New England, we're we're all in. If Dallas is playing uh, the Chargers in the Super Bowl. We're all in. And it doesn't matter what part of the country it is. And I think that's the hard part with college football is, you know, when, when Utah's playing, if Utah-Ohio State was the semifinal, there's no question that game, as entertaining as the Rose Bowl was, right, um, the semifinal would be that much better. And that's what I think. Michigan State-Pitt, how many more people are watching that? And Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett are playing. That's what they need. And the NFL is showing you how to do it. And the NFL's been doing it pretty well for a long time. A lot of stuff is driven by TV ratings, right? But then we find the Rose Bowl has outstanding TV ratings. And you think that the guys who sat out for Ohio State got such publicity. And Herb Street talked about it multiple times, including the morning of, right? And it seemed like it was a big controversy at the time. But then you look at the ratings of the game, and maybe it's because of the Rose Bowl where it's a singular game at that time. Tradition has remained the same. I'm just wondering if the watered-down nature of these supposed uh, watered-down nature, if you even believe it, uh, of these guys sitting out has created less drama. Can that drive uh, more of an issue towards the playoff? But at the same time, the Rose Bowl had fantastic ratings with these four pronounced guys sitting out. Well, I mean, there's no easy answer. I guess that's the hard part. Is There's not a college football can't get until we have some clarity. I mean, who knows? They could expand – the playoff, and what do you do with the other bowls? The guys are still going to sit out. Um, now there's 40, 42, 42 bowl games, and okay, and then we're only going to say that six of them matter now. So guys will still sit out. Um, you know, there's no. I I kind of went with the line that you know you never blame a kid for sitting out, but I'll also never blame a kid like Matt Corral for stepping in and playing in the game. So because that's what he wants to do. It's his decision. It's not. My decision, it's not Twitter's decision to tell a kid what to do or not to do. And Twitter thinks they can make a lot of people's decisions. They don't make mine. Uh, Do you think Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to go to the NFL? The Bears' job is open now. There's a half dozen jobs opening, and that number may go up. 
do you think he's taken, whether it's the Bears, the Raiders, or something else, is Harbaugh leaving Michigan with the Big Ten title in his back pocket? I mean, maybe. I think the interest is there, and he'll entertain it. That's a Raiders call. But the thing is, it gets tricky. Timelines are tricky. The Raiders, uh, Raiders just made a playoff game. And what if they beat the Bengals? Then what? Um, yeah, I think with you know, my, I just read a tweet that Miami's not going to hire him, which that would have been another one we link him to, or the Bears. But to me, if you ask me this honest question, and it says in five years, Will Michigan play for a national championship with Harbaugh, or could Harbaugh lead a team to the Super Bowl? I, I would probably pick the latter, and I wonder if he's thinking that way. <clears throat> How long do you think Nick Saban keeps doing this? He just turned seventy and doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. I mean, as long as he wants, and uh, they'll be set up for success as long as he wants to coach. Um, yeah, I think the contract through twenty twenty seven. And that's that's a dooming thing for the rest of college football if you know that Nick Saban might be around for five more years because you know they're going to be in the hunt for five more years. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only comparison I can make is, and I'm not old enough, so I was talking to some people that do remember it, it is a lot like Wooden at UCLA when they just won it every year in the 70s. And maybe it's not fun for everybody else, but I I can assure you it's fun in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) So... He said that, uh, you know, NIL, it's going to make it lopsided. And back to Twitter. Twitter took it as he was complaining about NIL. And I think he doesn't think NIL is great for competition. But I also think, I thought when I first heard it, he thinks he's going to win even more and even more lopsided. Because basically he's only, air quotes, only winning the title once every other year. Does he think NIL will help him win three out of four? It might. And I think the transfer portal is helping them the most. And I know we've made all these comparisons to the NFL, but yet I would say that the transfer portal has made college football a little bit like the Major League Baseball. And Alabama, remember when the Yankees used to sign everybody and anybody and there's nothing you could do about it? Um, you know, they got Jameer Gibbs. They got Eli Ricks, the LSU corner. They, they are going to get whoever they want in the transfer portal because it's Alabama and recruits know that, you know, that's the quickest path to the NFL. So I think that more than anything, more than NIL to me is going to help keep this dynasty going. Well, Bill, we know you got to run. It's a busy day. We appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you again. Hey, thanks for fitting me in guys. I appreciate you. Have a good day. Bill Bender, national college football writer for the sporting news. Nick's not complaining. He's going to win even more, and he knows people yes, are complaining is. about it. He's always complaining. <laughs> he's not always complaining. Seems like it. <laughs> Does. <laughs> but he's not always complaining. <laughs> he wasn't complaining after the semifinal. Or he certainly wasn't complaining after the SEC title game. Uh, you don't know that. He found <laughs> something. That's his edge, man. And it works. I hold nothing against the guy. I, I know that when you win so much... People get tired of it for sure, and then they end up disliking you. I can honestly say I I have no ill will. Nothing that Saban does bothers me. Nothing. What about his complaining? (laughs) That's his edge. You've complained about his complaining. That's what works for him, though. You know, those ass chewings that he's talked Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. It seems ridiculous to do it to somebody like Lane Kiffin. 
But that's but, the difference but, between winning three titles and winning six. Yeah, I, I really believe that. The, the details matter, and he goes nuts about the details because they matter, and it's hard to hear that when you're winning to go to 9-0, and but he's thinking that detail is going to matter when we try to win game 12, 13, and 14. And when you look at how they escaped against Auburn, he's right. The method works. Why would I be bugged by someone who's had that much success? I'm envious, but that's not an emotion that goes towards annoyance. I don't think so anyway. Maybe some do, but I don't. So when I watch their team play and I watch him, I'm thinking, this is what works for him. It's like Gino R.E.M., it's women's basketball, so he doesn't get near the run. But he grates on people all the time, right? How's he stayed near the top? And we hear... Uh, I think the the Notre Dame coach, she's retired now. McGraw was the last. It's just not the maybe the last one, but she just recently complained about you know all this stuff that's uh, so unfair advantage wise for uh, UConn, and he went back at her. And he's had these disputes with a lot of these uh, women's basketball coaches. Seemed like all the time, and you listen to him talk, and and he's got that East Coast Italian thing about him. <laughs> But the dude gets the best players, and then they win. How can I be upset by that? How can I be irritated by that? It's the same thing with Saban over here, and it's a much bigger scale. I get it because it's football. But I actually appreciate and admire those folks who are successful in the athletic world. And this is my world that I work in and have for many, many years now. I find that a little surprising because you have complained about Saban for a long time. And there are days I get it because there are days... What's there to complain about? Because there are days... His complaining. (laughs) I mean, it really is. That that is what gets it. And he's got to be so grumpy. Maybe if he steps back and smells the roses, he doesn't get it. Maybe that's what it takes. And that's what it takes for him. Is that what it takes across the board? Not sure. I can't. I can't prove it, but I 100% believe it. That if he stepped back and smelled the roses, he'd be sitting on. I think he's on six titles, but I could be wrong because he racks them up so fast. But he'd only have half of them. He only, have, which would still be awesome. Because Urban Meyer ended up with three, and he's the second best college football coach of the last quarter century, the quote unquote modern era. Now you just go by winning, I guess. With social media, yes, because. It is a regional sport, and the people with the most money win. And the fact that Urban chose the job he chose, and the fact that Nick has chosen the jobs he picked well, yeah. totally underlines that. Nick could have stayed at Michigan State and been a legend. And he left LSU and won a national title. And when he left the NFL, he went right back to the SEC. He didn't take a Big Ten job. He knew where the highest percentage of the best four stars and five stars lived. You can find them anywhere, but you can find more of them in the SEC footprint. So he went there. Yeah, but he built it. I mean, they were six and six his first year. No doubt about it. But he saw the potential and he knew how it. I worked. mean, I don't know that these guys are the best coaches. I mean, to me, coaching is whatever talent you have, getting the maximum out of it. That could be. So some if you random, want to go with winning, some coaches, dude, right. we don't even know. Right, and the North Dakota guy. <laughs> you could yeah. well, and you could be great somewhere, grinding it out seven and five. Rocky Long did. Great coaching jobs in New Mexico. Absolutely, he did. But there aren't very many people who live there, and a very small percentage of them are elite recruits. And yeah, like one every five years. Exactly. <laughs> I 
Right. So yeah. you can't. So that's great coaching. You can't build Alabama. I, 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 I just don't want to assign because that, uh, okay, but the guys, titles. I, I get that. That. Dis- that diminishes somebody like Jerry Sloan. Okay, so the guys who won the most titles picked the part of the country where it's easiest to win the title. They knew where the gravy yeah, they, was. I mean, they they went still have to do it, for though, it. because Agreed. there's other programs in, in those areas. And I, but I think those, and I think those two are great coaches. But they chose that part of the country because it's what Bill said. It is a regional sport. It's much bigger in that region than it is in other yeah, regions. Then, and it's big other places. Okay, but then but just it's not that t- big. when Pete Carroll had it going on, it didn't seem so regional. He had an awesome run. P. Carroll's departure tipped the balance of power towards the SEC. In a sense, it did. (laughs) Yeah. Because Yach here, who is just a freak with college football, saying the best game he ever saw didn't involve anybody from over there. It involved Texas and California. And those are two hotbeds unto themselves for sure anyway. So it's not like... Which the SEC... Your point is kind of... uh, But in 2005... The same. In 2005, the SEC hadn't planted the flag in Texas in the way they have now. They got A&M, which they hadn't done in then at that point. They started getting more players out of Texas. I don't know. I haven't and looked now at they've their rosters. Down. I don't know how many players they have from Texas. I can't speak for that. I, I, I'm, I have no idea. I'd have to go research it. Uh, I, mean, I, I hear that regional, but it didn't seem regional when uh, McKay and Robinson and Carroll were doing their thing for USC. Didn't seem so regional then. And didn't seem so regional... When Chip Kelly had it going on at Oregon, and and sure, both those teams, both those programs got slapped, but I don't care. They won, and their fan bases—they'll just make excuses for them. And stuff happens every decade or two that changes the uh, the base everyone's building off. It kind of changes the rules of the game, and the transfer portal and NIL are two things that can have that impact. So, how does somebody else figure out how to cash in on him? Because nobody wins forever, and the SEC won't win forever either. I'm not so sure the NIL is going to change things for Alabama. Think the transfer portal will have a bigger impact? You would bill on that? No. I don't think they need any change. They just have Nick, and when he retires, the magic is gone, and they're I back to 6-6 six and six like I they were before I have no Nick. idea. I can't say. I don't know. Maybe they Unless get they hit another better. home run like they did with Bear Bryant. And with Nick Saban. But this NIL stuff for those schools, I keep saying it, and whether you want to believe it or not, those kids were already getting it. Now they'll just, maybe they'll get more. Great. Okay, my assumption is that schools that weren't willing to cheat at the level that you had to cheat at to win big over time yeah, might be willing to play by NIL. Yeah, but I'm... If, it's almost like if you're not willing to cheat over time, then... You won't be willing to do NIL either? Yeah, well, you're not going to sell your soul for this stuff. That's what it's going to take. USC's had a frustrating decade. Maybe they'll sell their soul. Okay, they and will. That, and that everybody... Good for them. Which is, all, which is all it really takes. But they've already been there done that, but, so yeah, fine. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't change the balance got, of power. They've got gazillionaires in, uh, in Orange County, and whether it's... We got gazillionaires NFT here, too. or Yeah, they got more. <laughs> yeah, but a big deal. I only need it one. It only takes one. Right? <laughs> Oklahoma State and Oregon have proven it takes one to change the course of your 
of your uh, college football team. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, is coming up at 9 o'clock. And the Utah Jazz with a different look. And it's not nearly as good. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.